You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day to all the podlings out there in the world of podcasting. Welcome to Behind the Podcast. Whether you're listening, creating, in the industry, or just interested in what's going on in the biz, we have got you covered. Each week, we'll be bringing the hot takes from around the podcasting world and see what connections can be made from across the industry. Trends, business insights, tech innovations, reviews, and recommendations from the world of podcasting. From DM Podcasts, I'm Jules, and with me is Stocks. Mahalo, pod listeners. Let's all change the world by taking a little time to listen. In this week's episode, Swiftonomics helped the Kelsey brothers reach new heights. Serious layoffs at SiriusXM, Spotify Sunset's platform features, companion podcasting, don't go there topics, and Australia's top podcast advertisers. Okay, Stocks, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I am also well. Have you recovered from the big Super Bowl yesterday, Australia's biggest sporting event? Yeah, it was a bit crazy, wasn't it? Seems a lot of people took a day off. Yeah, well, in the lead Got up around to it. Taylor Swift's concert, it was probably one of the big draw cards there. Is it her involvement in the whole sport from now on? Yes, yes, yes. The Taylorfication. <laughs> I think just generally, I mean, how this relates to podcasts is a bit of a, a long bow, but look, we've heard lots in the news about Swiftonomics, basically the impact that her tours and just general presence has in the world of economics and, and how much she can move the needle like, with like a certain... Impacting know, GDP and impacting sort of just through the sheer weight of ticket sales yeah. and what it does to the economy. Absolutely. And yeah. I guess also ticket price uh-huh. and what it does to the economy. Very true. Well, look, it's no different in the world of podcasting. Her boyfriend and winner of the Super Bowl yesterday, Travis Kelsey, and his brother Jason have got a podcast called New Heights. Now, this is up for nomination at the iHeart uh, Podcast Awards, which we talked about last week. Um, and they have put the call out to Taylor's fans to help them win the gong and, and go out and vote for their, their show. So they, these guys understand the impact that Taylor's fans can have, good or bad. Yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, the podcast has been really trending very highly since Taylor Swift started dating Travis yep. Kelsey. Hitting new heights, you might say. Yes, hitting new heights. And this is fascinating. I mean, we normally get our podcasting news from all a range of sources, but sort of tech-adjacent, media-adjacent. Mm-hmm publications we're looking at the daily mail here yeah <laughs> i mean this story is in the daily mail yeah jason and travis kelsey hilariously begged taylor swift's fans to rig podcast of the year voting after admitting a special group of fans joined the show this year in the wake of whirlwind romance that's taken over america mm-hmm. yeah i mean a, yeah a couple fans probably joined once you started <laughs> dating taylor gone and get the insight i mean this is fantastic this for me the nearest comp to this is the k-pop people getting all politicized yeah. last in a, in the US election, even though it was sort of Koreans getting uh yeah getting involved in the US election, yeah. uh, trying to sort of influence things going on online with uh, Donald Trump's 2020 election campaign. This is fantastic. I mean, she's got this incredible audience. I'm sure they'll be able to if this is a fan vote they're going to be able to stuff the ballot. Absolutely. Absolutely. There won't be any problem there. I mean, a lot of people were expecting that there might be some sort of political announcement by Taylor, maybe supporting, you know, one of the two major parties over there in the States. But it seems that what she's really doing is putting her powers towards Jason and Travis's show. Yeah, so. she's always been pretty, pretty careful about where she, how she plays a political thing. Yeah. Um, she's a business person first and foremost. Uh, this seems a lot of fun. Perfect thing. It's very on brand for the Kelsey brothers as well, who yeah. got that very sort of lovable, roguish kind of yep, totally. bros. Why not? Daily Mail, baby. Yeah. (laughs) 
big news that we talked about a couple of weeks ago was uh, Smartless going over to Sirius XM. And, and unfortunately for these guys, they're in the media this week, but for slightly different reasons. Our CEO, Jennifer Witz, has announced... This is our CEO for Sirius XM? Yeah, has yep. announced a uh, job layoff. So it's come in the form of 170 people losing their jobs. So they've been all informed via a memo that went out from the CEO. Yeah, so the Smartless acquisition was $100 million yep. for three years. I wonder if that, how that balances next to the 170 salaries over three years. Yeah, quite I interesting. mean, it's hard to imagine that they would have been paid, you know, in the team that 170 people might equate to that, but certainly it will have an impact for sure. And and, and off the back of the 475 the prior year, mm. um, there's definitely going to be some space up on the spreadsheet there. Yeah, the optics are bad on this, but I mean, there's a high probability that you're doing cutbacks on one side of the business while yep. making investment on another side yep, of the business. Right. But still, yeah, the optics are terrible in this. Yeah. I mean, this one is coming from Spotify. They're not getting rid of staff this time around, but they are ceasing some of their, their platform tools, particularly around podcasting and the tools that are there for creators. Yeah, this is an, another sneaky part of, I guess, the not a sneaky part, but this is another part that's less talked about of Spotify's big push into podcasting over the last few years. It was a lot of tech acquisitions. They yep. bought platforms like Anchor FM, uh, Megaphone, a whole bunch of different uh, tech acquisitions, uh, Wooshka as well, Go the Aussies, yep. and... Naturally, there's a bit of consolidation around this. The partnership is with Riverside FM, but we use extensively. Mm-hmm. It is one of those sort of Zoom-like products which rose during the pandemic, which which was designed specifically for podcasting. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about it before at length, but it is one of these things that an app, web-based app, where you can have multiple people on. And you can record the audio and it records locally on your device, whether it's a phone or whether it's a laptop or a tablet, and then it uploads it to the cloud. So you're getting really high quality recording as opposed to a Zoom or a Google Meet or something like that. And even just that sort of progressive upload as well is great when you're talking to people who might not be in podcasting all the time and might think, okay, interview's done, let's just hang up at mm. least, and you lose the audio, at least this kind of gets it as you go along and... Yeah, you can get them just to hang around for a couple of minutes so, at the end. So this tech's been improving over the last few years. They've been trying to add bells and whistles. So they've added some AI. They've added video, obviously, because you can see people. But now they've added trying to become this sort of one-stop solution where you can also edit your video. You can also add your subtitles. And then you can also cut up your, your short videos. We've used it, but we found that other AI things are currently better at the moment. Things that are just... $20 a month app will cut up videos. This is our uh, kind of singular focus. Yeah, we'll cut up videos and put subtitles in better than a Riverside version will, but you figure at some time it's going to get better. And then the logical thing is that from within Riverside, then you're publishing to Anchor. Mm. So for me, this is a step back for users of uh, Spotify for Podcasters, formerly Anchor, yeah. because if you use those products, they were free. They had tools within Anchor, and now they're pushing you over to Riverside FM's products. Um, which is, I get it. It's yeah. it's Spotify going. We're not going to develop we this don't any worry further. About this. It's a bit of a headache. Yeah, you know, there's a lot for us to think about in maintaining this kind of platform. Yeah. and all and, the work and, goes into that. And Riverside's being very aggressive in the marketplace right now. Um, originally in a, uh, set up in Israel, they've spread all over the place, and now they have a uh, Australian office and Australian representative, which they didn't have uh, previously. Mm-hmm. And he's been quite bullshit in trying to push people to get onto business plans, which 
it's kind of hard to understand why you get on a business plan as opposed to being on a just a casual user plan and yeah. the sort of highest level of that. The cost is a lot more. The benefits seem to be very minimal. Yeah. So it's one of these things where they're trying to become, looks like they've got the edit from up above or they're from their investors to actually, hey, we've got to make this really work now. Yep. You've got market share. Now let's become a proper business. Let's yep. really push this. So this seems like a good uh, way to acquire customers for Riverside FM. But on the flip side, it's a good revenue stream for Spotify. Uh, because people will be using these tools and then you get two hours free a month. That's big uh, stuff. Yeah, big stuff <laughs> of Riverside yeah. under this, which is just, that's a freemium model. That's enough to just yeah. get you hooked or get you two thirds through a podcast yes. edit. And then you go, <laughs> shit, what do I do? How do I finish this off? Oh, oh, I'll buy a membership. Okay, I'll, I'll stump the seventeen ninety nine a month yeah. to do it. So it's an interesting play. It makes a lot of sense. It's also a bit of a bummer for the podcaster, hobbyist potty podcaster out there who's yeah. been using Spotify for podcasters to make their show. For sure. They're also getting rid of music and talk, which was a, a system that they brought out a, a few years back as well, which was actually really cool at the time because, you know, previously if you wanted to have music in your show, God, to get that in is, is really difficult. I mean, to get everything cleared and, and get the licensing for that, you know, can cost a lot of money or you just can't do it. Mm. You just have to use a really, really small amount of the music before, you know, you're officially using it. So this allowed them to place whatever tracks they wanted within the within the Spotify library into the shows. And so they could, you know, if you wanted to have a music podcast, great. You can talk about the, the music. It can be in there. It's endless possibilities in the sort of content that you can create from that one bit of the uh, extension to the platform. Yeah, so this is, writing's been on the wall for a while. So podcasts like 60 Songs and Explain the 90s stop using this feature at yeah. the beginning and that was a pretty good use case for it. The podcast format is one we love. Spend an hour talking about a particular song, and then they played at the end, yeah. and then suddenly that and then was suddenly gone. It changed. It was suddenly like, he said, "Go out and find yeah. it." <laughs> I yeah. suggest you listen to it. Now, Rob Avala, the host, did hint once that it was something to do with they couldn't use the monetization features with it, so that's why they pulled out of it. Yep. And then there was another. Um, was it Band Splain? Yes. That's yep. a fantastic podcast, which is perfect for this format, which is just okay. Let's look at U two. I'm going to do a five-hour podcast about U2. I'm going to talk about the different phases of the U2 journey. And every time we get to a, the right point, we're going to drop in a song. Yeah. And sense. it was the most incredible podcast. Yeah. And then they pulled it off that. So when they pulled it off that, you think, okay, you've on. just killed a really cool format <laughs> yeah. that is a Spotify format. Something's going on here. So look, it's all over for these. It's a real shame. The companion podcast trend continues, which is great because this is one of the, the formats that I absolutely love. You've so what, what's a companion podcast? So basically anything that gets released, any kind of thing, that, you know, TV show, movie, probably to a lesser extent music these days, <laughs> given what we've just talked about, it's essentially like recaps or recaps coupled with, you know, if it's an official uh, arm of the show, say um, The Last of Us that came out last year. The HBO was, show. Yeah, yeah, it was an HBO-funded podcast that went along with it that had, you know, access to the showrunners, writers, everyone who was involved in the production of that show. So it was a really great way to get behind the scenes. I think the difference between, you know, a lot of recap podcasts, which, you know, you and I might start a recap podcast on whatever show we're interested in at the moment, we don't have the official link to the show. So we're basically Not waiting. Not getting the access. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're waiting for it to come out and then we're reacting based on that. Whereas the companion podcast, they would make you know alongside the show itself. So they'll get to see them earlier than other people. They'll have the show ready to go the second you know the show goes up live on TV or the movie comes out. It means that they're the, the, the first responders really and, the, and they get to ride that wave of being there when everyone's finished the show and wants to continue the dialogue. There's an interesting article. 
One that they do reference is the Late Show pod with Stephen Colbert. So I was like, what the hell's that? I mean, basically, it's an 11 to sort of 25-minute podcast, which seems to be the best parts of the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So you're getting the opening monologue, a little bit of the banter, and the interview yeah. as well. Yeah. Which, I mean, if, if you're not getting the skits... yeah. I'm down. Like it's, that. Yeah. That might. This might be something that gets me interested. But I it's do the find that short form interviews. YouTube for late night TV shows. YouTube was great for them. Great and bad. It's great in that they just got to piece up the little bits of the show and stick them up there, and people could just watch that five minute segment that they were interested in, or the monologue, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem with the YouTube stuff for mine was that the things they focused on was the Jimmy Fallon stunty stuff. Yeah. yeah. Little games. I uh, wanted to turn into the karaoke show. Or, karaoke. Well, he also had the he had the lip sync battle thing uh-huh. that turned into. A own show for me that was that was clickbait um, but I guess also this type of interview format is exactly what's been taken out by podcasting yeah these sort of seven minute interviews junkety style things other things that podcasting has taken out so I don't expect this to be a very successful podcast to be honest yeah. with you well not one in particular I think there are a lot where you would have you know great success with this sort of a thing and and, and Matt Cisneros who's the founder of Backyard Ventures mm. um, who's you know they have the, the agreement with Paramount they're the, the official podcast partner who makes all of these shows so mm. he says the Paramount audio team is a dream to work with and we see a huge opportunity to work in tandem with does. them as they grow their already successful podcast business. So Even though Paramount's going bust and every, everyone's favourite. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Oh, he's streamer. saying all the right things. It's a good press release. <laughs> um, look, this is a very easy podcast to make. Yeah, It's all there. It's high quality. It's all filmed on a soundstage. Yeah. So, hey, give me that audio and we'll cut it up. This is very easy. Ellen tried this a few years ago just before she got what, semi-cancelled? Uh-huh. And so it was the Ellen Show podcast. So I gave that a listen and it was basically had no Ellen in it and it was done, she sort of empowered her production minions and said, yeah, you can make a podcast. Go for it. Uh, wasn't great. It wasn't great shakes. Wasn't anything like this. Had no access to Ellen, which is, I guess, really what you wanted, yeah. which was the juju of it all. Yeah. And then she got cancelled, so started the show. Yeah, so that's the only thing I've seen in this space. So look, I mean, I'll keep an eye on this late pod, but yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Another sort of content stories, we've got this don't go there topic that's coming up, particularly through the New York Times um, CEO, Meredith Capit-Levin, who says that the business's digital performance, including podcasts, was impacted by markets avoiding some hard news topics like the Middle East conflict, which I think is really interesting because, you know, we've had kind of conversations like this before, and it's what are the sort of topics that podcasters, if you want to get in and start creating content, what are the areas you want to avoid? Mm -hmm. And the difficulty of like, these might not be so attractive for advertisers, but they're really important stories to be told as well. So how do you find that balance? Yeah, I mean, the New York Times, which is really the most successful online newspaper, one that's transitioned from, you know, across to being online. They've been talking about how their revenues dropped as well since the Gaza war because no one wants to advertise, no one wants to be around the content. So this is an industry-wide thing. We did experiences with child sexual abuse inside the tribe. So that's a little tip for those people out there trying to... um, Look at true crime podcasts. Maybe stay away from child sexual. Abuse yeah, they're really because I'll tell you what stuff. the advertisers do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's that you know that true crime world. There's a couple of things that you know seem to work a lot better. And generally, if the crimes are a bit salacious or a bit sexier, um, you know, people posing as doctors or <laughs> this sort of thing. You know, cults traditionally have, have performed probably well as well, but it 
it depends really on what the cult's trying to achieve and, and maybe how old or, you know, what the outcome was. It can start to get a little bit hairy. Yeah, I think especially you want to play around with something like Liar Liar, which was the Melissa Caddick story yes. done by SMH or Fairfax. There's a lot of fun. It was quite salacious. Yeah. Obviously, it did harm pe- some people financially quite uh-huh. seriously and potentially someone was eaten or lost their leg. A foot, yeah. Uh, but it is one of those things where that's that's a very poppy, fun space. Yeah, a tall poppy kind of story. And it's interesting. There's also things like finance. Equity mates, guys, two and a half years ago, like during a pandemic, yeah. for example, when all that stuff was going on in terms of everyone started online trading, they were able to charge very high CPMs because everyone wanted to get around their audience and now they reckon their CPMs are fucked. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, if you look at the last 12 months, what are they talking about? Going, yep, just hold, hold. Yeah, market's going to turn, market's going to turn. Yeah. How many ways can you package that? Their content's done fine, but advertisers, a lot of these app startup businesses have just gone ass up, yeah. um, have Robin Hood themselves. So those are the big advertisers, these people trying to get market share and trying to attract their youth audience. So it's been, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting how the swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Well, look, in terms of advertisers, ARN's iHeart and Magellan AI have shared the leading 15 brands advertising on Australian podcasts for Q4 2023. So they, they release this list every every so often. Um, this is a great little insight into the kind of businesses out there that do believe in podcasting as a medium. Um, and given some of the money that, that Amazon is spending around the podcasting space, they obviously see the value in it as they are the number one advertiser, followed by Teledoc Health and McDonald's coming in at number three. A couple of other interesting tidbits from the list as well. I think, you know, we've got businesses like Airbnb, but one that's come in there at number five is Flutter Entertainment, followed by Bluebet. So they're both online gambling platforms. Flutter has a whole bunch of different platforms. They're big, big spenders in this space. I mean, anyone who's listened to a sport podcast, no doubt has heard ads about punting, Mm. and they tend to make their way into sort of most podcasts out there. The reason I thought this was kind of interesting, though, is those two are five and six. Now, down at uh, number 13 is the Gambling Help Online, which is spending money, but perhaps not enough if they're <laughs> falling mm. quite far behind the mm. others. You've got to figure there was a spike as well because this covers end of footy season yeah. and uh, Melbourne Cup or yep. Spring Carnival. But it also covers December, which is pretty quiet. So it's a very interesting list. West Farmers on there as well and Toyota. So that list is up there if you want to take a look and figure out who you need to be contacting. There's a good place to start. All right, that's us for the week, Stocks. It is. Our last one face-to-face for a little while. No, so by the time people are listening to this, you'll be uh, first class up in the sky. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. Champagne, (laughs) living the life. Yeah, I'll be very much wedged between two huge people, no doubt, in my middle row, you know, close to the toilet space and economy. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a couple of hours sleep before I get back to the kids. Right next to the toilet bulkhead. Ah, but it'll be so good to see the family. Absolutely. I can't wait. Well, it's been a treat having you in town for the last month or so. Yeah. See you soon, mate. Yeah, see you on Riverside. Yeah. All right. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to Mandy. 